Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian nutritionist. Today, I want to spend time talking about this idea of collagen. I feel like all over the TV, you're going to see different things in the supermarket, advertised everywhere, um, these collagen supplements. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time today really talking about if it's something that's necessary that it's worth spending your money on. So listen in and we can really talk about that. We're going to talk about kind of what collagen does in our body. We're going to talk about what happens to collagen as we age, the pros and cons of collagen supplementation, and then seeing if there's a way that you can make sure that you get collagen in your food items if you feel like a supplement isn't something for you. So listen in. All right, so when we talk about collagen, right, most people see it and you're kind of like, what does it do? Is it something that I should be taking because it's everywhere? So what I don't know that most people know, and it took me digging too, so again, I was kind of like, all right, for my own, even for my own self, trying to figure out if I needed to take collagen supplement, kind of looking a little bit more into the research. So what we know is that Most people are taking collagen, right? Taking it as a supplement, but we don't actually know what it does in your body. So this is what we're gonna talk about today. Well, we have collagen already in our body. And what collagen is, is it's found in, it's it's protein that's found in your body. Places where it's found in your body would be things like your bones and your tendons and your cartilage and your joints. And also, it helps give structure around your muscles that might be protecting your vital organs. What most people, I think, take collagen supplement for is also for improvement in their skin and their hair and their nails is what most people will take it for. Collagen is produced in your body, and it is also found in the foods that you eat. Typically, they tend to be foods that are higher in protein. And collagen is also found in collagen supplements. Again, what you see on the market. Um, So what does collagen do? Why do we need it in our body? Well, collagen has been associated with denser and stronger bones, right? Who doesn't want that? We have seen some research to say that collagen supplementation increases muscle mass in those who do strength training. Um, there has been an you know, association with nail and hair growth. And then also there are some small studies that suggest that there could be a decrease in osteoarthritis pain, specifically knee pain. As we age, we start to lose collagen and the collagen production that we have, it slows down, and so it becomes harder to make more. So we have collagen in our body, we get collagen from the foods that we eat, and as we age, we may need more collagen because we start to lose the ability to produce as much as we did previously. Um, You'll typically see people using collagen by something that you consume. So it's usually collagen supplementation in the form of either food that you eat. It could be in, um, I feel like a lot of the ones that they sell in the market are in a powder form, but I believe they also have a pill form, like a capsule form too. 
Um, or you can also see it in in terms of skincare products. So you'll see it in collagen supplementation, and then you'll also see it in creams, like skin creams and moisturizers that have collagen in them. It's usually one of the things that's touted on the label. So other factors that may slow down or minimize collagen production would be and why you may need to either eat more in your food or to do a supplementation would be the following. So if you're someone who smokes, we know that smoking has an, um, well, the, the research supports the idea that perhaps smoking is a way that you minimize collagen production or maybe you're slowing it down. Uh, also, we've seen that very high sugar processed food diets also may lead to a decrease in collagen production. Because my thought, and I don't know if this is any evidence-based, but if you're eating foods like that, then, and it's, again, this isn't like that you eat it sometimes, it's that your diet is heavily in processed foods and very high sugar, that there may be some inflammation and maybe you're also not being able to get enough of the things that are gonna help produce collagen or, or, or you know maintain the collagen that you have already in your body. We know people that are frequently and excessively, excessive being the keyword, exposed to the sun, that may also, um, you know, slow down our collagen production, which is probably why that whole skin association, you know, why they're putting collagen in moisturizers and skin cream, cream products to begin with. And we'll talk a little bit more about one of the benefits of collagen in the skin in a minute. Um, we also know that patients or people who have frequent and excessive, again, excessive alcohol intake may be um, at risk for decreasing or minimizing collagen production. One of the most places where collagen production is studied is in a hospital setting. So typically this tends to be wounds and burns and it's, it's very successful. Um, typically patients that have wounds, either diabetic wounds or burns or any kind of wound really, um, we know that there's an association between collagen and protein intake that is able to help heal those wounds or burns quicker. So collagen is something that we do think about, and there is some research to support that, more so than some of the other research. Some of the pros and cons of actually taking a collagen supplement would be, let's do the pros first. So the pros, starting with our skin. So what collagen, when you're taking it from food and what it does in our body, is that it helps with the elasticity of our skin. So that's basically like how well our skin bounces back after being stretched. And why this is important, especially if you're over 40, is that collagen has been associated with in improving things like dry skin, wrinkles, sagging, and hydration. And so people will usually take some kind of collagen supplement either you know, by the food they eat, by the supplement themselves, or by having some kind of skin cream or moisturizer that has collagen in it, because it shows an improvement in these things so that the skin will appear less dry, you may not have as many fine lines or wrinkles, there could be um, less sagging of your skin, and it will appear more hydrated. Some of the other, one of the other big things that that is a pro of taking a collagen supplement in particular is that they were able to see that there was an increased bone mass in women. So we know that as we get older, um, postmenopausal and, and greater, that there is 
a decrease in bone mass and there's a decrease in, um, in, in muscle mass as well. And so in some of these supplements, they were able to see that there was an improvement in bone mass in those women who were postmenopausal and also women who were at risk for osteopenia or osteoporosis. Reminder, the osteopenia is the step before full-blown osteoporosis. So that's the pros of a collagen supplement, that there was some kind of improvement physically in skin and then also um, strength-wise in terms of your bone strength and in people who are most at risk for having a decrease in bone strength and more at risk after menopause because of the um, hormone imbalance to have any falls or anything like that. That happens with menopause and it happens with postmenopause too. But some of the cons on the research on on, on collagen supplements are as follows. Well, the big thing is, is that there's not a lot of research. Most of the research that is done is gonna be Again, it's going to be like in that critical care hospital setting where there might be an improvement in burns and wounds, but that's really it. Um, The studies that they've done are typically really small, small studies, and the some of the studies or the majority of the studies are done by skincare product or are funded by skincare manufacturers. So remember, like when it comes to any of these any of these oral supplements or it's not an oral supplement but it's really like an over-the-counter or like um you know something that is going to be like an over-the-counter something like a collagen supplement remember they're not regulated by the fda and a lot of times they don't do studies on things like this unless there's going to be a return on their investment and so for skincare companies there's probably more of a return on their investment because they can say hey look try my product that has collagen in it and look it's gonna it's gonna decrease wrinkles well who's not gonna fall for that right so skincare products are more invested in doing some of these some of these um, studies and the manufacturers that produce them. Another con is that it's not like a one size fits all. So I think you all know, like we talk about this on, on here all the time, that nothing is a one size fits all. And this is the same with a collagen supplement. So essentially the benefit of taking the collagen supplement really differs according to the dosage. So how much of the collagen supplement you're gonna take and the amount of time that you take it. So in a lot of these smaller studies, the dosage of collagen supplement is either like two and a half to 15 grams. So, you know, that's the that's the big thing. Your benefit is probably gonna be greater, um, taking more so, but you may not need that benefit unless you're having like a longer result. result. So for instance, what they saw is that I previously just talked about bone mass, right? That there was an improvement in bone mass. Well, those people that had that improvement were taking more, probably a little bit more than 2.5. They're probably taking anywhere from 2.5 to 5 grams of the collagen. And I think really the benefit was seen in between like 5 and 15 grams of collagen supplementation a day. That's where they saw the real like improvement in bone mass and muscle mass. But the variety of time that these people that showed improvement had to take collagen supplementation was pretty long time. So was was somewhere between like a year. Whereas the people who may have had a benefit from their skin was a smaller dose, maybe like 2.5 grams, and they didn't have to take it as long. They took it for about two months. So most of these products 
especially with collagen supplementation, it's not like you're going to see an improvement like, oh, I took it for a week and I see like improvements in my skin. It's probably going to be something that you are doing for a prolonged period of time. So maybe you're taking it for two months, maybe you're taking it for a year, but you're going to see the results the more that you take it. And the results will differ according to what is happening to you. And again, it's not, you know, there's no like research to say 100% that it's going to help in those. It's just these small studies. Um, And remembering that collagen supplement is still an over-the-counter supplement. It's not regulated by the FDA. And although they deem collagen supplements safe, they may have other ingredients that are in it. So remember, anything that's not regulated by the FDA, we really don't know the amount of collagen that's in it. We don't know. Um, we don't know any byproducts that could be in it, and some of those byproducts, in particular, can interact or interfere with other medications or things that you're taking. So, if you're somebody who is pregnant or breastfeeding, or you know, you're going to be a little bit more at risk because there's you don't have any research to support it. Although, again, it seems that collagen supplementation is safe. It's just that if it's associated with anything, um, you know, on the on the label, then perhaps it could have some other things in there just to kind of pay attention to that you want to just make sure it doesn't interfere with any of your medications and that's true with any product that's that isn't fda approved anything that you're taking over the counter and it could seem so innocent just remember to tell your doctor when you go to the doctor because it could have some kind of interference with your medication so a lot of times i think that um people will take fish oil supplements, right? So fish oil supplements are something that like a lot of people take because it's good for their heart. But you have to remember to let your doctor know that you're taking that because it could interfere with any other medications that you're taking that may put you at risk for bleeding. So that's just an example of something over the counter that you wanna just make sure you tell your doctor about or your pharmacist when you pick up your you know, your medication. Although I never really talked to the pharmacist, I would probably tell my doctor. Um, Although the pharmacist would probably know just as much, if not more, when it comes to medication-related products. But just let somebody know that you're taking it, just so like that it protects you and that you're safe. Um, Okay, so now let's talk about collagen in terms of food and in terms of your body, not talking about supplements, okay? So collagen is produced naturally in your body. And what you eat is really impacts the amount of collagen that's produced. Remembering that when you're younger, you're gonna produce more. When you're older, you're at risk for producing less. So one thing that doesn't change, one thing that doesn't change is how you eat, right? So, you know, there's lots of different things I feel like we talk on here where it's always like making, I feel like all the recommendations are making sure you eat protein, making sure you eat fruits and veggies. And that doesn't change when it comes to collagen production. So most of the foods that are associated with helping maintain collagen or getting collagen into your body, if you feel like you know you may be deficient, one of the most common things I see is bone broth. And I, would, I have it in my refrigerator and I've never used it. And I'm always like, why do I have that? What am I going to do with it? So you guys can email me any ideas for that as well. Um, But protein-rich products or protein-rich foods are really how you're going to get the collagen. So that's going to be in things if you eat um, non-vegetarian, if you eat like things that have milk, you know, meat products or animal products would be things such as eggs and fish and poultry and meat and organ meats and skin and like the organ meats that have the skin on it or even if you're eating any poultry or meat that has the skin on it. 
but certainly you can get it from other things too. So if you're somebody who follows more of a vegetarian diet, you're gonna be getting your collagen from things like beans or seeds or nuts or soy products like tofu or tempeh, and then also in sardines too. So remember, their protein-rich foods are gonna be anything that you're thinking of when it comes to protein, your eggs, your fish, your, your dairy, your poultry, your meat, your organ meats. Um, your beans, your seeds, your nuts, your soy products like tempeh, tofu, and then also sardines. So the first thing I would say is making sure that you get a protein with every meal that you consume. And I wouldn't worry about, I mean, I think that most people get so focused on um, the amount of protein, but from counseling women that I see, it seems like most people and most women, especially over 40, and when there's an influx or a change in hormones, myself included, is that there is more of a craving for things that are carbohydrate rich and and maybe not having as much protein. So what I would say to you is that having a little bit of protein at every meal would be something that would help you. And when I'm thinking about protein, I'm thinking about you know, the whole idea of having a plate in front of you and dividing the plate in half. Half of your plate is going to be some kind of fruits or veggies. And then the other part of your plate, the other half, dividing it in half. So a quarter of that half would be um, a carbohydrate and a quarter of that half would be a protein. So that when you're looking at an entire plate of when you're sitting down to eat, making sure that a quarter of your plate has some protein in it. And that's going to help you make sure that you're getting enough protein with every meal. But some other things that are really important and that support collagen production are going to be things like vitamin C, um, and that's going to be found in things like your citrus fruits, your berry, your green veggies, like your broccoli, your kale, and your spinach. And you're also going to support improvement of that collagen production by doing things that have zinc in it. So that's going to be like your milk products, your lentils, your seeds, and your nuts, and then also copper products, so foods that have that contain a little bit of copper. So that's going to be your lentils, your seeds, and your nuts. So why I'm telling you to do this whole idea of like looking at a plate, a quarter of your plate being a protein, half of your plate being a veggies or fruit, is because that's a way that you can get all of the things that you need that will work together that will support improvement in collagen production. And what those so we talked about what collagen does. We talk about protein, that you're getting that protein, and that protein is going to help support collagen production by the protein that you eat or the protein that you get from the collagen supplementation. But other things that are in there, especially when you're eating foods, are to get the things that are going to help decrease inflammation and stop collagen from breaking down. And that's where the vitamin C, the zinc, and the copper all come into play. I'll tell you that when I did work in the hospital for any patients that had that needed some wound healing, one of the things that we would do is protein and then vitamin C and zinc. They were our big things. And zinc, not for a long period of time when it comes to a supplement, um, and it's much safer to take it in food. So because at least food is regulated by the FDA. So if you're not somebody who feels like you need a supplement or you don't want to spend the money on a supplement or you feel like you're doing okay in terms of collagen production, um, then I would for sure say that for every meal, just try to get a little bit of protein and then also get some kind of fruits and veggies to help support improvement in collagen production and to make it, you know, to help um, to help facilitate it from any inflammation that could also break down the collagen that you're making. So in telling you all of this, what does this mean? Like, what are you, what do you do? Well, I think that you 
you can't completely stop collagen loss that's associated with aging, but you can do some things to minimize that loss. And the biggest things that you can do mostly always come from lifestyle, right? So the big things, if you're smoking, try to avoid tobacco as much as you can. That is for sure going to, you know, lead to things that decrease your production of collagen. If you're a heavy drinker, also that's going to put you at more of risk that you may need some kind of collagen supplementation. Um, and if you eat a diet that's really high in processed foods, then that also might put you at risk. And again, I'm not talking about that you eat something sometimes, it's that it's pretty consistent, that you're eating things that are processed. Um, and, and say you're not able to get the fresh fruits and veggies or fresh frozen fruits and veggies or the protein at every meal, then you might be somebody who's more at risk because you're probably not getting enough from the food that you're eating. Your body can maintain adequate, adequate collagen production if you are eating an adequate, well-balanced diet. So for you, trying to figure out today, like, what do you, like, how do you eat, right? Look in the back over the last, like, 24 hours. Do you feel like you were able to get a protein with meals? Are you eating enough fruits and veggies? Well, if you are, then you may not need a collagen supplement. However, if you're not, then you may have to consider, like, okay, maybe that's appropriate for me. Um, if you're, so again, one of the ways to, to enhance this and to help with your collagen production is eating protein at meals. Um, exercise helps too because it's weight bearing and that also helps with, um, it just helps support maintenance of collagen. You can do a collagen supplement if you think it will benefit you. And again, typically collagen supplementation is in a powder form. That's the most common, but it also comes in a pill or liquid form. Most people that do a collagen supplement will add it to hot beverages like coffee and tea, um, and then other people will add it to smoothies as a way to get a little bit more protein in there too. So for me, I, I go through jags of taking a collagen supplement and times that I'm not taking it. So I don't know if you guys are like that too if you take it. I'm not sure if I ever really benefit from it because I don't do it consistently enough. Um, so I have um, osteoarthritis in my hip. There's no research to support that it works, but I do get in these jags where I'm like, if I'm having a lot of pain in my hip or I feel like I'm not eating that great, then I do do some collagen supplementation. And I'll probably continue to do some research on that. Um, so if you have any questions, you can just email me and I'll give you my email as info at trishard.com. And so, um, you know, but the dosage remembering in collagen supplement for you really depends on why it is that you feel like you need to take a collagen supplement. If you're somebody who, um, you know, if you're somebody who is trying to show an improvement in your skin, then you may only need a little bit of collagen. You may only need like that 2.5 gram dose taken for two months. That's where it seems like there has been small evidence to suggest it works. If you're somebody who's really trying to work on um, bone strength, then that might be something that you take a little bit more. Maybe you take five and you take that for a longer period of time. Um, and so I think really remembering that you know you can also get collagen from food too. It doesn't have to just be from a supplement and that 
really trying to figure out what you can do every day to support that like consistency when it comes to getting your collagen intake. Um, so that would be the big thing. So for my, let me just do a recap real fast. So really basically what collagen is, it's that it's a protein found in your body. You make collagen. Collagen comes from supplements collagen supplements it comes with moisturizers and skin creams that have it and it also comes from food and knowing that the dosage that you take if you decide to do a collagen supplement depends on what it is you're trying to achieve you may need a smaller dosage if you're doing something related to your skin you may need a higher dosage for a longer period of time like five grams over um, you know over like a year period that's where the studies show that that might have some um, improvement in your bone strength. But again, that's not going to be something that you see. It's probably going to be something that you feel. Maybe you feel stronger. They, the study showed the most benefit was if you also weight, if you did some weight bearing exercises with it. So if you did some walking, if you did some strength training, that seems to be where the biggest benefit was. Um, knowing that you can also, you know, have some cross-contamination or some other ingredients in your collagen product that may interfere with some of the medications that you take. It has not been studied in pregnant or breastfeeding women. So just talk to your doctor if you are taking collagen supplement. And then also, you know, reminding you that collagen is found in food. And the best way to do that is to eat foods that have protein in them at every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then having a fruit or veggie at every meal too will help um, with decreasing collagen production. So in summary, if you are somebody who you know smokes a lot or is a heavy drinker, eats a diet in high processed foods, collagen supplement may be for you. If you feel like you're somebody who has um, osteoarthritis or any of the other things that we talked about in this episode, a collagen supplement may be for you. I'm going to explore a little bit about collagen supplement and I may start to take it again and I'll dump a little bit of my tea, so maybe that works for you too. So in summary, if you are somebody who has excessive sun exposure, you drink alcohol often, you smoke, or you have a really um, like a, a diet imbalance that's pretty frequently, you may benefit from collagen supplement. If not, you can certainly get collagen from your food. Okay, so I just wanted to kind of address collagen because I feel like it's something that we all take and then everyone's kind of like, what are we taking it for? And so just looking at your collagen supplement, looking at if there's any ingredients in there that you're wary of, and, um, and certainly I can help you with that too. You can email me at info at trishard.com and I can look into it with your collagen supplement as well. I didn't want to mention any brand names here because I just don't, I don't, I don't support one or one um, collagen supplement or another. I just usually pick whatever I see that I think works for my life. And so my guess is that you're doing the same thing. Um, so anyway, so thank you so much for listening today. I am truly grateful if you found value in this podcast and thought that someone would benefit from this episode, I would be so appreciative if you could share it. Have a great weekend and I will see you guys back here next week.